Welcome to the Razor's Edge. This is Hutch, and with today's interview, I'll be speaking with Michael Zawoniak, guitarist and vocalist with Manchester black metal outfit Woad, who've just released their stunning third album, Burn in Many Mirrors. So how's it going? You all right? Yeah, fine, yeah. Just, uh, you know, doing it. Together. Yeah, lots of uh, trips to the post office and stuff like that with the, with the world. <laughs> yeah. So is that something that you're, do, do you do a lot of all your own um, kind of merchandise and stuff? Yeah, we do our own like t-shirts and stuff like that. And then we got um, like an allocation of records and CDs from the label. So, you know, we do that as part of the, of the deal. So, but thankfully most of them have gone now. Yeah, it's so you know, just yeah, it's done. It's done all right. Good. Yeah, I'm hoping that my t-shirts and my vinyl turn up very soon. So that'll be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Let's let's get straight to the new album um, because I've got to say that uh, having listened to it for a couple of weeks before the release date and having continued to live with it, it's a natural progression from Servants, but it's also a brilliant album. So congratulations on the. Uh, the actual album itself. Um, obviously, it's been four years since Servants of the Cosmos was released, but um, when was it actually, when did you actually start the writing process on it? Well, after Servants came out, we, we had a few tours. Um, we went to Europe a couple of times and then, yeah, some other bits and tours. So we didn't, we, took a little bit of time just to do that and then we started writing the first song what became the first song for this record sort of around um like uh, sort of spring to 2018 yeah and then yeah just continued really we we all have other projects on the go at the same time and you know and doing gigs and tours kind of will always delay things slightly but um yeah the, the overall writing was probably I guess two, a two-year-long process yeah we, we went into the studio in uh, March 2020 so yeah a couple of years it took to write it off sure, sure. and inevitably obviously you you timed it so well because you went into the studio just as everything shut um so Inevitably, obviously, like every interview, we wade through the COVID questions and stuff. But um, the impact on you guys when you were actually recording it and and getting it done, how how did that actually impact on you in terms of being able to record it in the usual way? What were the challenges for you? Yeah, so when we went in, it was we did a week sort of just tracking drums, and that this was like right before. The lockdown here so you know we, we could something was on the horizon it felt you know it was definitely very kind of a lot of dread about at the time but we kind of recorded the first bit of it pretty normally and then yeah we found out like the week after we couldn't we couldn't go back to the studio which was closed for the next few months so all, all we could do really was just um listen to what we had Mm-hmm. You know, thankfully we got we got all the drums and most of the bass down, and then some scratch guitar, so we could we could like just listen to it in a way that you can't really 
always here in the practice room, you know, there's a lot, a lot going on. So it, 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 it benefited us to have this kind of a bit of clarity and being able to hear things. And then it allowed us to, um, you know, really go over what were the additional parts and like come up with some new parts. Yeah. Work, work on some of the synth stuff that was happening. I worked on a lot of the kind of how I'd want to deliver the vocals once I could hear everything a bit better. So once we, yeah, we had like two, three months just doing that. And then we were able to get back into the studio sort of, I think it was like July or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when things opened up a little bit. Um, and at first it was like two at a time. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad really. Yeah. We were at the stage then where it was very much, you know, we, the playing as a band was over. It was just each person's individual tracking guitars and vocals and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, it could have been a lot worse, I guess, if it had, you know, if we'd not got that initial bit done straight away. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I was I was lucky enough to interview Carl Willits the other week from Memoriam, and he was saying it was the first time he'd ever demoed vocals. Um, Right. He'd done demos and then had to come out of the studio and then go back in. So he had time yeah. to actually think about it, whereas normally he goes in and just lays it down and that's it. So I suppose for you, having that bit of a pause at least gave you time to listen to what you had and refine certain bits, yeah? Yeah, well, there weren't, there, I hadn't done vocals at that okay. point, but it was um, definitely just just in my own head, just to sort of even like go through some of the... Yeah, the patterns and what I wanted to have, you know, how I wanted to express certain things, vocalizations and stuff, and then I even changed some of the lyrics in that time. So it was, yeah, it was, uh, you know, and I kind of feel a bit weird saying like, obviously it's impacted a lot of bands quite badly, but it, was, it wasn't really a disaster for us. The, yeah. The lockdown. Yeah. Uh -huh. It was fine. Sure. And was it, was it always planned to be released? around this time or have you pushed it back because of the pandemic yeah that was the one thing really yeah we with the label it, the schedule had been they wanted it to come out sort of last october right when we when we went into the studio and that was like the sort of rough timeline that we'd set out obviously you know we added a lot of time onto that just being unable to get in there but um it's all worked out really because um i guess we're kind of closer now to when we're able to play again so yeah i think if we released it last year i think we'd have just been you know we'd have had a, just felt like we were, <laughs> you know there you go but there's not not a lot we can do with it but there you go yeah so, you'd be, you'd be yeah. like sorry you'd be like one of those hundreds of bands that are thinking should we write another album and then two or two albums and stuff yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's very difficult to think of the timing because, like, I guess I guess once this is over, there's going to be a lot of albums coming out, so maybe things will get lost in the shuffle <laughs> a little bit, or, or you could just release it when there's less stuff coming out. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we we were never we never felt like we wanted to sit on something. We as soon as we're done, we're like, okay, release it and get on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was. Um... Dan's first album with Wode, 
But you've obviously played with him in Aggressive Perfector for a number of years, haven't you? So were there any um, challenges with him coming in for his first recording with you or were you all very comfortable? Because he's been with you for three or four years anyway, hasn't he? Yeah, we, me and Tim and Dan have been playing, doing Aggressive Perfector for a few years. So no, it was our, our other guitarist, Carl, had to leave the band. Um, it was quite short notice before a tour. Because he, he was having a kid, and like it just wasn't going to happen. But Dan, yeah. we kind of just Dan was the only choice really, because it just we knew we know he can play the stuff. He's and he's he's dedicated, and he's a, he's a good person to have around. Yeah. So yeah, he, he stepped into that tour, and then ever since then, really, he's been able to. You know, he doesn't contribute as much writing to the world as he does with the aggressive effect. So that's more his his thing. Yeah. And. And likewise, me, I kind of take a back seat in that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we, it was it was no problem at all with Dan. Like he he, he gets it, he gets what we're about. He fitted in perfectly. And yeah, he, and he comes up with he comes up with stuff that we probably wouldn't as well. Some some of the, like you know that end of things more like heavy metal speed metal stuff, which <laughs> is showing up on this album a little bit. Some of that's him. Yeah, and also like yeah, just a li- as a live performer, he's he kind of has a good energy, kind of just does a bit more. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you've got, um, I was going to say your standard six tracks, but that kind of is, is like your format that you you deliver on your albums. I don't think it's the standard; it's just the way it forms. And one of the tracks that for me stands out certainly on repeated listens is that is the the album closer um streams of rapture obviously yeah. the longest piece on the album but also slightly different with the synth intro and uh uh the way it kind of progresses slightly different to maybe the intensity of the other tracks although it's no less fierce was it always the plan to have that one as the kind of uh finisher for the album because that's where it sits naturally is 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 that how you arranged it? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. We we kind of do write stuff with like an album order set list track list in mind, and we kind of it was Tim's idea that he wanted to have this kind of trilogy, yeah, thing at the end, and it just I think that would make much sense. Like early on in the record, it's kind of definitely like a sort of climax, and yeah, um, yeah, but like the trilogy of yeah, it fed into some of the other stuff on the record, like the triptych and the cover. And yeah, it was, we, you know, we wanted, I think we, we wanted this one to be a bit longer than the last one because I think that it was only half an hour, the last album. It kind of, yeah, maybe some people felt a bit short changed by that. But it came to, we had like half hours worth of music and then we were like, that's right. We didn't feel like we had a song that felt like the, could be the final one. And then we kind of worked really hard on that. And, got this yeah it's probably probably my favorite one on the album yeah yeah of course i suppose the risk with that now is that you need to have headline shows in order to fit that one and a few others in don't you <laughs> yeah well i guess we could uh, play the whole thing in 40 minutes and get off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one other thing about the album is the the artwork and i've obviously seen it on the computer and i'm waiting for the vinyl so I can sit there and do the, the typical metalhead thing and sit there and drool over it for a couple of hours while I'm listening to it. But it's pretty spectacular stuff. How did that come about? 
Yeah, um, we just, uh, we had a, a few people in mind and yeah, me and Tim sort of discussed it. We had a couple of candidates, but this was the guy we liked a lot, Santiago Caruso. Yeah. Old, this Argentinian guy. Um, so we had, yeah, we like, he's done a album cover for Stargazer, um, Emergence of the Boundless. That was one we thought was great. We just, it, it felt like the right kind of sort of mood and it was a bit strange and it felt like it might fit. And then we, um, we had an idea of what we wanted on him to make and we kind of approached him and told him, you know, we want something inspired by this. But mm -hmm. um, he was more, he's, he was more of the, into just reading the lyrics and coming up with something based yeah. on his interpretation rather than being guided by us, which is fine. I think it's probably a good, you know, yeah. to figure things out themselves. So the only thing that really stayed from our suggestion was the, the three paintings. That was kind of cryptic, yeah. Yeah, that was the important thing. But yeah, he's he's gone into the lyrics pretty deeply and sort of brought out some images that we might not have thought of having on the cover. But yeah, I think it's it's definitely better than it's definitely better than what we probably had in mind. Brilliant. So, yeah. 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 Happy with it. Great, great. And what about the, because the, it's been out exactly a week now, so obviously it's still early days, but I had a quick scan through some of the online reviews, which seem mainly positive about it and some very, very complimentary. Do you as a, a band spend a lot of time trawling the internet? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all been good from what I've seen. Um, we, yeah, we get, you know, we get the notifications sort of coming on, so... I guess you kind of, and people send you the reviews sometimes as well. So I do, yeah, I'll read them. But yeah, I, overall, I kind of, you know, I find it's a bit weird to kind of just Google yourself all day. So <laughs> read a few and then we put them up online if, if, uh, if yeah. it's good. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've not really read much negative about it, which is nice, but, you know, we, we just, keep on doing it regardless i suppose yeah well i, I you know I, I know that obviously for you guys that the main thing is is that you make the music you want to make and it doesn't really matter to a certain extent obviously you want people to like it but yeah it's, you have to be happy with it first so regardless of what someone in america thinks about it is it's kind of it's about yeah. you isn't it yeah that's yeah that's the measure of it i guess but like you know if no one if no one's listening it's kind of you know, it needs to <laughs> give, you, give us the kind of motivation to do another one, I suppose. Yeah, sure, sure. But um, yeah, yeah, it's been, I've been pretty happy with the response. Yeah. How much um, extra work have you had to do on the kind of social media front during the last year? Because I know that some bands are very, shall I say, some of the younger bands seem to embrace it more than some of the uh, the older bands, maybe. And some of the older bands actually certainly like the professional bands obviously love it because it gives them something to do where are you guys with it um yeah probably not somewhere in the middle i guess we're not yeah. we were always we were always in the early days of the band we were kind of pretty much totally against it like but um i guess it's, there's a lot of positives to it you know you, you can sort of interact with people a bit and it's quite nice to get messages from 
from people via those pages and it kind of feels like it's you know it's a bit a bit more personal in some ways and then in other ways you know you see a lot of bands sort of overdoing it and that's kind yeah. of like you know I guess you can be forgiven at the moment because there's not a lot for anyone to do in bands but um yeah we're kind of I think probably once you know once the all the reviews have died down a bit we'll probably be a bit quieter on there again but, yeah um, yeah yeah uh, for now it's yeah it's fine it's part of it I guess sure I want to I want to come back to the tour that you touched on with Dan because you played um with Wolves in the Throne Room um on their tour yeah. and you played in Cardiff which was the time that I saw you guys right um yeah. and I I met I don't know if it was you, Mike. It was certainly, I think, um, a, cu- a couple of the guys wanted... It was the same night that England were playing Colombia in the World Cup. Yeah, and yeah I do remember that, actually. That's right. I was talking to a couple of you outside the venue and you said, can you find a pub where they're showing the game? And I took yeah. you down the road to the pub, which was on the corner yeah. just from the venue. Yes, I remember now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. kind of left you there in a Welsh pub watching yeah. him play and thinking, I don't even know if I'm going to get the support band I want to watch tonight. <laughs> I think we might have caught the first half. That was about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. It, that was a weird thing about that tour because it, oh, it was absolutely roasting hot. Yeah. Every night. And we were playing at kind of, yeah, like seven o'clock sort of time, which was the time when all the, all the games were on. Yeah. So... I mean, we like football, but it's <laughs> not, it's not more important <laughs> than playing the gig. Well, yeah. The, the the irony, of course, was that it was a game that England actually won a penalty shootout on, which was what what made me think of it. Because, of course, I'm I'm Welsh, so I can't really talk about football that much compared to you guys. But uh, it just made me laugh that there was a penalty shootout the first time for God God knows how long, and you'd actually missed it because you were playing while they were. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> but one of the other things, I was looking back at the review I'd written for another um, site, and it talked about um, a kind of hush after every song that you'd played within the crowd. There was kind of a, a quiet. And it wasn't a, these are boring, these are not interesting. The whole gig had a kind of almost a religious experience. It was really emotive, especially with Wolves in the Throne Room as well, who's... who's yeah set is is really inspiring but I just wondered I mean was that unique to the Cardiff gig or do you get kind of a a, a silence a reverential silence when you play a lot or is it just the Welsh <laughs> just standing there going I don't know what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> actually no that doesn't happen a lot <laughs> I think maybe that was that was kind of the mood yeah Wolves Wolves definitely kind of bring that mood to a gig whether they're playing or not because it's I guess it's more of a meditative kind of thing you know yeah yeah maybe that mood was in the in the air already but um no I mean you know it's probably just a normal response we get like a late I've noticed sort of well the last sort of bunch of gigs we played we played a lot more of the new material and that kind of went down a bit more and like in terms of people you know getting into it and like moving about of it which has never been a thing when we were playing before, I guess, I guess there's a bit more like thrashy stuff in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of one thing I've noticed 
in the more recent gigs. But yeah, generally it's like just a black metal crowd sort of. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I I know because the wolves wolves uh, show obviously their music kind of blends into one, so there's almost not a natural break to even give a round of applause a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that it was cool watching them every night really yeah they have this very like sort of i don't know what you call it it's like shamanistic almost kind of yeah you know they have the sage out and stuff like yeah i think it was a really good band yeah very, very much enjoyed watching them and was it was it a good tour in total um the whole experience yeah yeah it was great yeah we you know i I've always always liked Wolves in a Throne Room. I think um, at what they do, they're brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of bands who've kind of attempted that sound, but they've not really, like, they've not really captured the power of it. Yeah. So, yeah, and they were really cool people. And, yeah, all the gigs, like, obviously they were busy for them, but we got a really good response everywhere. Yeah. We weren't pretty yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there was applause for you. It wasn't just silence the whole. Well, yeah, I remember, I remember it quite well. Yeah, it was uh, the venue. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the venue. It's, good. it's called it's the good Globe. Place. The Globe. Right. Yeah, yeah. We and we watched them from the balcony above yeah. after after we played. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It's 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 kind of on that tour. I remember it was sort of when you play in London, it was like the where was it like the it was a big venue and then. Certain, yeah, certain other places. It's a smaller room, and yeah, but every time it was, it, you know, the sound for them was great everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a totally different um, experience sometimes, but always, always really cool. Yeah, it's probably not the best venue for July. That venue, it's it's quite warm. This. <laughs> yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think all the windows were boarded up or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember standing there watching wolves lighting all their. Um, fire pits and stuff and looking around and seeing the management in the place going apoplectic you know but yeah. uh, they got away with it so. <laughs> so um just on future plans now I, I i know that you've got a, the album launch in inverted marks planned for rebellion in september is it or october september it's in october it's in there it's at the sarangata actually oh it's the sarangata yeah 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 which i i much prefer yeah, it's one of our favourite places. Yeah, that's yeah, that's planned. I guess yep. we'll see what happens. Uh huh. And what uh, else have you got planned? Have you have you been able to do anything, or are you like everyone else, just kind of waiting to see? Well, I think the big issue is not just COVID, but also the Brexit kind of whether or not we'll be able to go back to Europe, um, which is kind of you know what we what we want to do a lot. Yeah. Of record so i don't know about that at all but um we've got some stuff lined up for early next year yeah at all it's not been announced yet but yeah it, it i think it might be the future for a while for bands in the uk to tour like do a more sort of week you know eight day tours in the uk mm-hmm. and go to a lot of places where we've not been as well before yeah before yeah, it's um yeah, it's not been announced yet, but it's it's with another band. Hopefully they can do it. Great, great. Have you have you still got the mad fans saying come to Venezuela and come to Costa Rica because we love you and there's one person doing that? Yeah, oh yeah. 
We would do if we could, but <laughs> no officers would yet. And just a couple of final questions. Obviously, for someone like myself who reviews music, but obviously is a music fan, the fact that everyone is is producing music is brilliant in, in some respects, but in other respects, it's a little bit kind of hold back the flood. I can't cope with so much music. Right. Is there anything that in the last year or so has, has come out that has really stood out for you? There's probably a few albums. Anything that comes to mind that you said albums of the year or stuff that you weren't expecting? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've not really checked much out this year, but last year um, I really liked that Sweven album, the guy from the guy who was in Morbus Cron. I think that was kind of a really cool yeah. continuation of that. Um, what else? A band called Black Curse, American band, like great Black Death. Um, yeah, those are the two. And did the the Witch Hazel record come out last year? I think I think they're a brilliant band. Probably my right. favorite UK band. Totally different, obviously, but like, yeah, those are the those are the three I listened to a lot last year. Great, brilliant, good. It's been a, a pleasure to speak to you, and I really thank you for your time. Um, yeah, fingers cool. crossed that that tour that you're going to announce will come south of Manchester, and I'll be able to come along and say hi. Yeah, I think yeah, I'll need to have a look at the dates, but yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, yeah you might have a chance. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Fingers crossed that uh, the album continues to go from strength to strength and that um, you get that gig in Manchester in October. Yeah, hopefully. That's hopefully. what we want. All yeah. right, mate. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Take care. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theraziseedge.rocks.